Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Advancing Consciousness Podcast. Today is episode 22, and we're going to look at allowing people to play their own reality. I know this is something that people like to assist other people, but where do we draw the line? So stay tuned. So here we are, we get to play again today. And we're gonna look at allowing people to play out their reality. What does that mean? Well, everybody's going through different things in their lives, different experiences and so forth. And at times we get into a mode, a mode we call the savior mode, or we want to um, do something to make sure that someone is not going through some of their rough times and so forth. And, you know, there's a benefit to lending a helping hand. There's a benefit in the fact of kind of providing some advice or perspective or a different viewpoint about anything. Even pointing out certain things that they may not be noticing or, or seeing in their own reality because they're so heavily engaged. So it can be very, very helpful in that aspect. And the other thing is, too, is that at times we want to be in a position where, you know, we're making everybody's lives better in one way or another. Now, part of it is depending on our own perception, because what we may think is better may not be better for someone else. That's the first thing. The second thing is, why are they in that predicament? Why are they in that situation? Or why are they playing out that whatever role that may be? Is it possible that they may have some perception, some operating system, or some motive that they may not be so super consciously aware of at times that they're working through or working for? Now, like especially with when it comes to parents or certain individuals that feel a sense of responsibility for others, including siblings and parents, I mean, you know, uh, friends and so forth or partners or, or anything of that nature and it can be difficult to watch people going through what we can call challenging times or going through situations or scenarios where you know they are uh, kind of stuck or having certain intense um, interactions and so forth that they may be what people refer to as suffering and as an observer, it can be difficult. But the reason it would be difficult is as we see them as they're being demonstrated, and that is suffering. Now, yeah, does suffering actually exist? Yes and no. What is suffering? Suffering is something we impose on ourselves when we have a particular expectation or outcome that we have laid out and we're not getting it. Or the fact that somehow we're fighting with ourselves going through whatever experience they may be. And that can be referred to suffering. Some of the suffering can include physical pain or discomfort of some sort. Now, as we create everything in our reality for a higher purpose that we're not always aware of very clearly, even though from a deeper knowing we know exactly why and what the purpose is 
and what the stimulation may be for. But the thing is, you know, right now, how things are playing out can be very polarized for many, many people, including yourself. So let's look at yourself. If you're going through a difficult time, realistically, we may be open to receive some input. Maybe not so much with judgment. At times that can be helpful in a sense, but that's not really the, the focus here. Somebody may provide you a different perspective, a different viewpoint, may share certain experiences they may have had, or provide you to see some clarity that you may not be seeing just because you're in the deep end of this whole situation that whatever that may be is playing out, and you would like to see that. And at times you would like somebody to come in, so-called save you, or uh, in this case, come in and help you through the difficult times. And that sounds pretty natural, seems pretty, uh, you know, compassionate and loving and so forth. However, the way it really works for all of us at this point in time is that we create our reality. We create our worldscape of whatever we're playing for. It doesn't matter what it looks like and so forth. Now, some of the things may be because of certain things that are playing out within ourselves that we want to address or bring up to the surface. So you may be having a difficult time in something and it's going to bring up certain perceptions, certain stories, certain belief systems, possibly self-judgment or, you know, whatever. Um, some labels of yourself, how, how you see yourself, how you feel about yourself or what you feel about whatever you may have done or haven't done or the choices or the circumstances. And that would be the reason why it's there in the first place. We create experiences that accentuate, that make it much more clearly for us to be able to see what's there that may be either an obstacle or something that is ready to be retired because it's no longer serving, uh, has become somewhat obsolete, but we have an attachment to it or whatever it may be. Now, where we can be the most effective, not only with ourselves, but others, is to be open to receive other input not so much what to do, because no one wants to receive what to do, even when we say, I want to know what to do here. All you can suggest, and what someone can suggest to you, is their perception, their viewpoint of things, and maybe some of their experiences. But it's up to us to choose and decide if any of it is applicable to yourself, or if you want to use any part of it at all. And the same thing with someone else. If you see somebody going through difficult times, it's not about making their life easier. It's to share any form of clarity. If you feel compelled to do so, clarity. Maybe just share that, that thing that they're missing or not seeing. However, it's up to them to decide if they're going to change their direction or to create a shift in themselves in any way, shape, or form. It's not about us to go in and fix things there's nothing to fix. There's nothing to heal. The thing is, an experience is an experience. We utilize experiences to the max. And once it no longer serves, we clear it. We let it go. 
it doesn't have to be part of our experience. We don't plug it in as a, an additional creation or the support of the old creation. We don't. We just move through it. And that's it. So the thing is, it's there for a purpose. Once it's no longer serving, it becomes more apparent that it's time to move on. So if somebody is seeing something that you're not seeing, great, they share it with you. The same the other way around, where you're seeing somebody going through something, you share it. However, you still let them make their own decision. You still allow them to be in an empowered state. Because we're not here to, as an enabler. We're not here to overpower or to, to disempower anybody by you know, taking over their lives. Like, for example, somebody has a powerful addiction and they're having a challenge with there, you can suggest certain techniques or methods to kind of how to observe it, possibly how to shift it so that it does not continue to over, uh, how can I say it, overrun them in a way. So the thing is, let them see by sharing only and again, never overstepping what they may not be able to see, maybe some tools and whatever else that may have worked for you or you have observed from somebody else or may even recommend some experts that would be able to help them walk through it. But again, you're still walking and allowing other people to walk with others. The thing is, it's not for you to carry anybody. Now, the lending hand, that's great. If somebody's going through a certain situation, you feel compelled to lend a lending hand, you don't want to go into feeling bad for them. You want to see them as an empowered being. You want to see them as capable. But at the same time, if they do require something, then if it feels aligned with you, provide it for them. But enough to be able to, for them to create whatever necessary shift that they require, not to bail them out so that they can get back into it. The reason people, when bailed out, keep getting back into the same scenario is because they have not finished or resolved whatever may still be active that continues to motivate and create that particular experience. You see people that may be having health issues or having people that are you know, in situations where you know, people feel bad for them. And then you may try to help them or others have tried to help them or bring some clarity or provided some hand, helping hand and so forth, but they continue to stay in that mode or continue to go back into that mode. Now, what happens is it's getting that particular person or yourself maybe getting attention that feels good because if I'm not feeling well, if I'm in trouble, then I get people's attention. I get... Um, more extra care. Um, I can get away without doing what is expected of me because of this that is playing out. So there's a motive and a, and a purpose, even if it's done and created through ego, perceptional ideas, there's still value applied to it. So in a sense, for them to let it go will mean to lose potential friendship, potential attention, potential 
loving care, or whatever they may have associated with any part, or the fact that they have to now perform. So this is the thing. It's, it's that realization. Why is it there in the first place? How does it serve? So in that particular case, they will require to kind of address, do I need to hold on to this, and can I let it go and still be able to play freely because there is always a catch or a catch let's use that word to anything that you hold on where you're expecting others to act a certain way towards you because of something that you are dealing with because that catch still limits you for example if somebody is ill or having a difficult time and they like the attention they won't get out of it even though they're limiting themselves even though that they're feeling that in some way or another they cannot be a fuller aspect of themselves and have to still continue to play that role. So as you can see, stuff like that comes up. So you, somebody, if they're truly interested in creating shift, you can point that out. If you see it, point out what is playing out so that they can actually look at it. You can provide certain tips that may have worked for you or others or programs or something of that nature where they actually look at it. So they actually shift away from a reliance, from dependency, from holding on to a certain state of being so that they can get attention, they can get away with things or whatever may be playing out. Because as we continue to support that, okay, what happens is not only are you enabling them, but you're also disempowering them in a sense because they're never going to move forward or, and somehow they feel that they can't because if they do, they have something to lose out on. So it's a recognition of how you can be of best of service when you feel called to do so. When you don't, then you allow them to go through their experience. Now, look at it this way. Many people are experiencing shifts in their reality. They're starting to see things the way they are. They may see the truths and untruths. They see the, 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 the narratives and different things that are playing out right now. And of course, we are starting to realize it. We may have not realized it before, but we are realizing it now. And we go into that realization, we start to shift and you start to look at things very differently. So you shift away from the mainstream and you're now you're looking at what is considered the alternative, but you're also considering what resonates for you, makes sense for you and whatever else. Then we go into that experience, well, I need to now save as many people as possible. I got I to gotta tell them what to do. I got to tell them what's really happening and so forth. You can do that. But if you do that, don't go in with the condition and expectation to change anybody. You can share information if they're open to receive it. But share it as a sharing rather than a telling them, rather than expecting them to create a shift or adopt this new viewpoint to see what you see. Because a lot of people can get heavily entangled when they're going in and going into savior mode. There's nothing to save. There's no one to save. You can assist because we're all aspects of each other by sharing information or lending hand or whatever is best uh, suited to help them. But at the same time, observing 
how they respond, what they do, don't do, how they take action in changing any part of their lives. Because that's an indicator if whatever you provided for them was something that is transformative or something that is only giving temporary relief with more enabling. So you want to pay attention to that. So yes, we're going through a lot of stuff and people are wanting to you know, save their family, save their partner, save their kids and all of that stuff. And it can be really, really heavily entangling because what it does is actually lowers your frequency to their state. Then you, you go into uh, that savior mode, which is basically now playing a role where you, you feel that it's your responsibility, your job to, uh, to facilitate or carry these people or pull them out of whatever they are and then it actually slows you down, your vibration and frequency drops, and you're less effective in making a shift, not only with the individuals you're working with, but with the collective. And then, of course, it's going to respond in your own personal reality. So your world will be shaped around the savior mode, and you may totally be oblivious to the stuff that you need to do for yourself to advance. When we look at all of this and whatever's going on, we, we always come up with the idea of compassion. We need to be compassionate. We need to feel bad or we need to feel for people. Well, there are two types of compassion. There is the projected perceptional compassion where is exactly what I say. You feel bad for people. You feel that you somehow you have to fix things or save things or whatever they may be. The other, the true compassion is a realization, an acceptance, a loving state of seeing someone go through whatever they're going through. With you being ready to share, to provide a lending hand, without ever taking away whatever their experience is. Because that compassion does not see anybody having a bad experience. Again, good, bad is only a perceptional idea and it's a label and a definition. But you see them in the ideal situation, circumstances, engagements, enactment, or whatever that may be, to a system in one way or another, to not only take action to shift any part of their life, but maybe redirect themselves in some way to advance. They may still be playing it because they're holding on certain programs, belief systems, and so forth. So for you to be a compassionate, loving person is to see people, no matter what's going on, as a loving being, through your loving eyes, appreciating their experience, appreciating their creation, allowing them to have their own experience. But at the same time, you can go in and share with them your observation, what is going on, what you're noticing. Have you looked in this direction? Have you, uh, what is attached to this or whatever that may be? Now, if there's certain other actions required where you're, you know, providing possibly resources or a solution or something of that nature, great. But you don't see the person in a disempowered state. You don't see them in a, uh, you know, a bad place or anything of that nature. You're basically seeing them as that perfection. If you feel guided that, okay, if I provide you this, this will help you or at least get you out of this. And 
then observe them going through the stages without going further into it, and then you can you can see if and if and what other actions you may have to take if necessary to facilitate them further. However, if they're still stuck in that state, even after the any form of assistance, if you truly felt to do so, then you realize that they're not done. They're not done with their experience. They're not done letting go of what is creating, supporting, and stimulating whatever scenario or situation that may be playing out. Whenever you see people less than then we are not as effective. When you see them as equal to you or anybody else at this point in time and see them for a powerful creator being that they are, as you are, then you are much more effective to be able to share an experience or clarity of some sort without not only now, no longer no judgment, but not seeing them less than. Because... Seeing anyone less than, less capable, uh, is not going to be of service. This applies to even the children. Yes, you can guide the children, you can provide clarity, you may teach them how to do certain things, but you're not going to go in and do it for them all the time. You may show them a few times. After that, they have to figure it out themselves. That's how they become empowered. That's how they get motivated to do more, to play more, to experience more. And that's how they become self-directed and feel good about their experience because they are the one that's in charge. They're the ones that are capable. No one wants to be in a position where they're not capable. Absolutely, there are people that are going to have certain skill sets and so forth. And this is where the collaboration and exchanging of assistance and so forth comes into play. Some of us may be skilled in a certain skill set that you know can be beneficial, and others are beneficial in a different way. And you can share your skill set, and others can share their skill sets with you in something that you do not feel skilled or even motivated to do or not even enjoying to do. But you allow everybody to be themselves. You allow everybody to, to play on their own role, but you can utilize each other. You may have a friend, a family, or a sibling, or a child, or anything of that nature going through a difficult time. If you sit with them and say, okay, let's take a look at this. Let's see what's going on. Let me get some idea of how you're feeling about this. What is really playing out? Like even a child that is being bullied, for, for, for instance. It's not about going after the bully is allow them to feel and say, okay, how are you feeling about being bullied? What do you feel when somebody's bullying you? Are you in a fear state? Are you feeling in some way that they're more, more powerful than you? Are you feeling that you know, nobody likes you, cares for you, or you know, um, that you're different, or whatever it is? Because you want to help them see what story program belief system is there for them so they can address it or you can help them address it along the way. Because the thing is, the only reason that role is playing out or that sequence of experiences is playing out is because it's assisting in some way for self-empowerment and to create a shift from maybe not feeling worthy to a point of saying, hey, I am who I am. I'm a beautiful being and I do what I do. And, uh, and be able to be themselves. Because what happens a lot of times 
that plays out so that someone can actually step up and be themselves and be okay no matter what anybody says. Because once you're feeling okay and you're not in victim state and you're not in fear state, then those particular role players, which we can call the bullies, will not be interested in playing. In fact, won't even notice you because you're not calling them in, even though you're not aware that you are or someone is at this point, to come in and play the role as a bully. So the thing is, you want to sit with the person, could be your child, could be whoever, and walk with them, assist them to see things that they may not be seeing or overriding because of everything else that's playing out. That is, in a way, allowing them to achieve further clarity and access so they can actually create a shift. Now, there are situations where people are playing out a particular role and are not interested in shifting any part of it at any time soon. And that's okay. So what do you do? You allow them to have their experience. Allow them to have some intense experience. Allow them to have what some people say painful experience, whatever that may be. The only reason it's going to be there is for them to get their own self-directiveness or attend, uh, um, attention within themselves to see what needs to be addressed. In some cases, the addressing is not necessary at that point in time. It could be that they wanted to achieve a certain level of experience or saturation before letting it go. Who are we to tell anybody you can have that experience or not? Now, there's going to be people that say, help me, help me, help me, help me. And you can go and say, okay, how can I be of assistance? Now, they say, well, I need to be bailed out of this and that and so forth. And say, well, let's take a look at how you got there. What's going on? And what do you feel about it now that you're there? Because you want, they have to look at what's playing out. Because if that's not taken care of, it doesn't shift things. Even if you provide the relief, whatever that may be, they're going to get back into it unless they address what the purpose of that was there for. We do not haphazardly create experiences, realities, or anything of that nature. <clears throat> Everything is orchestrated and constructed in such a way that it serves us in a powerful way. And this is how it works. It's not outside of our how can I say, control, let's use that word, it's not. So when you are even dealing with children, for example, and I mean, I've had my share of experience with my own children and others that you know I've dealt with, I've been doing this work for a long time, and I found that you're not there to blame anybody. You're not here to criticize anybody. You're not here to judge anybody because that's not the case. That's an operating system and program perception and so forth that was plugged in from this inverted matrix which the ego loves to utilize. You see these children in a beautiful, powerful way that they are. And if they are choosing possibly to take a certain direction in their life, you can point it out. Hey, uh, you're choosing to go this direction. And I fully appreciate where you're at, but what did it take for you to decide that? What may be playing out for you and so forth? And 
the thing is, you don't want to get in a situation where you're telling them what to do. You say, well, from my own experience, this is what I'm observing. From my own experience, this is what played out for me. It could play out totally different for you, but I'm just letting you know. And it's not about getting into fear, and it's not about you know feeling that one way is better than the other way. I mean, everybody's got their own way, and you're going to have whatever experience you choose to have, and it's going to serve you in one way or another. However, we have to come to the realization here that you're the one that makes the choice being saying that to your kids, and I'm just going to point out certain things I may be observing so that you are more aware of it. But you probably already know anyways, but at the same time, I'm just bringing it up to the surface. And you make them make their decision. You can point out there's a potential uh, potentiality of going one way and a potentiality of going the other way and a potentiality that may create some elevated experiences. You know, you can say all of that. You can really communicate that part with them. But again, what you're doing is you're allowing them to stay in a self-empowered state, especially when they're making the decision themselves. Now, yes, I could say parents say, well, they don't know better. Well, they may not know certain things. And you can bring it out. You're not there to tell them what to do. You could say, hey, this is some of the things that happens. This is how it works right now the way it is. Yes, it's not consistent every which way, but it has a certain level of consistency for people that make this choice, go down this path, take this direction. Now, if somebody is addicted or playing with something like that, even if it's a child at this point in time, you help them look at what is going on with them. Okay, listen, I'm really interested to see how we can look at some of this, what's going on. I mean, with the realization that an addiction is there for a reason, not only for just the experiential part, because a lot of times that is too, but in many cases it's an escape or something of that nature of something they may be feeling, something they may be observing, something that they may not be comfortable with, or could be a certain program, story, belief system, or pattern that's playing out. So what you want to do is work with them to help them see it so that you can work with them to create a shift within themselves by addressing whatever the means are that is supporting that way of being. And this, you know, when we look at it from that viewpoint, that vantage point, then it really helps them not only going into the empowered state, but it also gives them the tools and the uh, tool set and the skill set to be able to address other things in their lives. Now, there's going to be situations where they may have some emotional strain, emotional um, intensities in there, and you can help them see and feel this intensity. But you never, ever, 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 ever take responsibility for anyone. You never, ever, ever have to carry anyone. Your responsibility is being you and sharing with others when you feel drawn or guided to do so while maintaining their free will, maintaining their sovereignty, maintaining their capacities to be empowered and to create the shifts according to what serves them best. That's how it works. And so the 
baseline of what we talked about here so far is allowing people to play out their reality no matter what it looks like and only to lend a hand, a hand or some guidance when they're actually ready for it or when they're actually asking for it but at the same time always maintaining yourself in a state where you're not disempowering them and you're there to allow them to see or assist them to see something that they're not seeing and that's that it's nothing else it's not about anything else around your involvement and your responsibility for that the responsibility part is very disempowering for personally for yourselves and for others so the point is see everyone as a powerful creator creating their experiences as a powerful creator purposely creating all parts of it and should there be any involvement where a certain level of clarity or something is required then you share it but never taking away their capacities to do what they would like to do and that's how it works so back to right from the start of this you allow people to play out whatever experience they need play out their reality play out what it is that's going to serve them and right now there's a lot playing out very polarized very intensified and it's moving from all directions for one reason and one reason alone and that reason is to expedite not only the saturation point of that experience but to accelerate the letting go all attachments all ideas all concepts all perceptions all labels and all definitions about anything and everything so that you are in the moment a powerful new creator being and that's how it works so not to labor this evening further allow people to have their experience only get involved and, and when i say involved lend a hand when it's required so that they can see what they're not seeing and create a shift for themselves and it doesn't matter if they say help me help me help me and they react because you're not that's their thing first of all to test for you to be true to yourself and the other part is for them to get to that point where they actually say okay i now let go of this reliance on other people and i'm going to be empowered and when if i need some additional resources then i will ask for it but now i am on purpose and my purpose is to shift things in a big way and not to stay in my current state that's the last thing you want to do is enable people to stay in their current older state stuck state in their uh, recycled state whatever you want to call it and this is the thing so anyways that's about it so uh, enjoy um, what you've uh, observed and learned or reminded yourself anyways because you all know it and uh, allow people to play out and extend a lending hand to whoever you feel guided to do so and it's no different than what i'm sharing right now i'm not shoving it down anybody's throat i'm not dragging anybody or anything like that i put the content out and it's for you 
to decide how much you use, if you use it or don't use it. It could be just entertaining for you to listen to some of this stuff, but in most cases, it's really triggering a remembrance within yourself so that it creates a powerful shift within you. But that shift is something that you've already called about, and it not, has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with the content. The content is just triggering what you remember so you can be more directive and go in the direction you choose. And that is it. So until the next episode, go have fun, play, experience, and just allow everything around you to dance freely and clearly.